Welcome in to another episode of Betting the Pitch. I am your host, the real underscore G Warner, and I am putting my phone on Do Not Disturb because I am a professional. Uh, if you're listening on Twitter, if you're at the real underscore G Warner, thank you so much. Uh, I guess you could be watching there too. Sorry for my appearance, but it is what it is. There's nothing more we can do. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, Please uh, leave a five-star review, and I will read one on this podcast, and it could be yours sooner rather than later. Happy to shout out Handles or whoever. Um, I'll take a five-star. I'll trade you whatever you want. Um, I am going to go. There's still no Bundesliga in Germany because they, I guess, have the longest Christmas break possible. Everyone else has returned, uh, even missed league on playing midweek, which was very disappointing because I followed the league probably closer than most. And uh, I feel like an idiot. But uh, if anyone, if you're tuning in this podcast, listening, watching wherever you are and you know, you notice I'm missing something, it's probably not intentional. And it's probably because I didn't think to look, even though I feel like I knew I just there's so many leagues that never end up on the same odd sheet. Also, if you have an odds program that I could use. So I don't keep it all myself. That would be great too. Uh, hit me up, the real underscore G Warner. I will shout everyone out uh, if that's what you're looking for, because I need some help. There's way too much going on, uh, and that's why we're recording at 11:03 Central Time on Thursday, January 12th. Welcome in. This is great. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna find a best bet from each of the leagues. Um, an ultimate best bet. End of show. Like I said, I'll read a five star review. And uh, all lines quoted on this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag. It's my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered in almost every game you want to bet, right up until game time. Um, I would be careful. Sometimes I take lines down like one minute before. It's happened to me. I've missed some winners. Some losers probably too. Uh, but you remember the winners, of course. Um, so be a little bit careful right up until game time. Might be like five minutes before just to save yourself some time. I should probably listen to my own advice. I don't, but please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund, to fund your account and use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1,000. So you have a bunch of extra money in your account and uh, let's go to the Premier League where you uh, find the most money in the world for soccer players. Um, just finished Fulham uh, and Chelsea. Um, I feel like I don't want to toot my own horn, but this has been a good week so far. Um, and, uh, Jao Felix red cards just, I, I mean, are absolutely hilarious. You can't, you can take the guy, the player out of Atletico Madrid, but you cannot, uh, take the Atletico Madrid out of the player, even though he didn't want to be there the whole time. So Friday matches, we have some in the premier league, Aston Villa, a, a half a goal favorite to Leeds. over under is two and three quarters juice to the under right now. Um, this is a tough spot for me because as anyone who listens knows, I like underdogs and I like unders. Leeds are a terrible team for unders, and I think they're a scary underdog because, unfortunately, if you're bad at uh, at totals for unders, you're probably conceding goals or scoring goals. I don't know that I trust Leeds to score enough of them. Um, I don't think Aston Villa are in great shape going out of the FA Cup last week against a team I don't even know, never heard of before, Stevenage, I believe. Not great. Um, but sounds like they didn't play their best players. Still embarrassing, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think in this one, this is a, a no play for me, really, because I don't really have anything to go off of um, with good old leads not being really trustworthy to keep the ball out of the back of their net. 
Um, I like the American setup, but I'm not paid to like things. I'm I'm paid by winning bets. So I'm going to move straight to Saturday and a pretty big Manchester Derby. We have Manchester United hosting Manchester City. I guess that was obvious when I said the Derby thing. Uh, but Manchester United are a half a goal underdog, even money right now. All the juice on Man City over under is two and three quarters. And I like Manchester United. Um, it's weird. I've not been in this camp for a while unless they're just a huge underdog. I guess I've I've lost betting Manchester United in this matchup. I think in the FA Cup, I want to say, um, probably in regular play as well. And so it's kind of surprising to see Manchester United only a half a goal underdog, though they're at home and they're the biggest club in the world besides Barcelona, um, who's currently taking checks from Saudi Arabia right now. Um, but it's it's weird for me to say I like Manchester United, but I got to say Eric Ten Hag, as much as we all talked about him in the beginning, probably me because I'm <laughs> by myself in this podcast. Um, it's very possible that uh, that was me talking. It was. Um, but I'm really impressed by what's happened. The uh, ability of Marcus Rashford was never doubt, doubted ever um, on this podcast anywhere. Uh, but he's seemingly just put it together. Manchester City, meanwhile, have really struggled. Um, scoring goals is a problem for him. Erling Holland is obviously incredible, and I never want to bet against him again. But ultimately, it's kind of him getting on crosses from Kevin De Bruyne, who hasn't been that efficient lately. Um, a lot of questions there, of course, going on the road. They've had good success at Old Trafford, but... Um, Manchester United, I feel like their fans are back in. Um, I think they still want the club sold, but if they keep winning, maybe they don't. Um, you still probably see a lot of those green and yellow scarves out there, but I, I'm not even going to jump into the politics of that. Um, in terms of over-under, I do feel like this could be a high-scoring match, which unfortunately does not correlate very well to an underdog. Usually you want an underdog and a goalless match to hit under and underdog. Um, I do think home dogs are like the the sweet nectar of life for me right now. And so um, you might see me leaning that way for a lot of them. Uh, I don't think this is going to get to plus one, which would be the ultimate uh, insurance goal. That'd be really weird if it did. It'd probably be a, a bad sign if that happened, if the market completely turned against Manchester United at home like that. Don't see that happening. So you really got to decide, do you think Manchester United can win this match? If you do, then taking that half of a goal or potentially the three quarters of a goal that it climbs to is worth it. Uh, for now, I'm not sure I feel that strongly, but I do lean to Manchester United. Uh, next, we have Brighton, Liverpool. Brighton currently a quarter goal underdog at home. Over under is three. And it's just like Brighton at home gets a lot of respect. Uh, Graham Potter's not there anymore, everyone. Uh, Roberto de Gerbi is not a good manager, does not have a good record of winning matches. Like, I'm sorry. I just I can't get down with the Brighton numbers. The market loves them. It seems like they always do. It was working at the beginning of this year. This feels like a little bit betting on where they sit in the table. The Liverpool, I think, have overcome them. Um, I don't know that I necessarily trust Liverpool or believe in them completely, but they have a lot more talent. They're likely to score a lot more goals. Uh, I don't think the Amex is that intimidating of a venue. Certainly will help Brighton at home. Um, but I'm not sure I feel like Liverpool or an auto fade or a team that I really want to go against right now, especially not at a short number like this with an over under of three. That tells me the market thinks there are goals coming. And uh, that's not a good sign for an underdog, as I just said. Uh, Wolves then host West Ham. Currently Wolves a pick them with most of the juice right now after crashing out in penalty kicks and having a little bit of a kerfuffle after the match. Uh, I don't think there are any suspensions. Who knows? But I really like what Julian Lopetegui has done. Uh, he was great to me at Sevilla. Things got really bad for him, the club, everyone. It wasn't really his fault this season, I don't think. 
Um, I guess he's the manager, so it's ultimately his fault. But uh, when you're left with a team that's completely falling apart based on finances or just bad investment, that's not really him. Um, as for this match, over-under is two and a quarter. West Ham are a team I'm looking to bet against. It's as simple as that. Um, they somehow got a draw from Leeds but, um, and scored two goals. I feel like that feels to me like the goals that they're going to score for the month. Um, and it was against Leeds, so uh, another team that you don't really want to deal with for unders. So um, West Ham need to prove it, and they haven't done that, and I don't think that they will before this match starts on Saturday morning because I don't think they're playing between now and then, obviously. Um, but I don't know really. I, I think if there's anything I'm going for in this matchup, it's the under two and a quarter. It's pretty juiced right now. Um, I guess this could fall to two. I don't know that I've seen an over-under two in a Premier League match in a long time, slash I don't think at all this season. Um, And I got to say, Wolves, I feel like they're going to take it to West Ham. I think Wolves are more likely to score goals, so I like that side clearly. Um, But I don't know that there's a lot of goals in this matchup. I think both these teams are going to cancel each other out. They're both fighting relegation, even though they, I think Wolves were more on the trajectory to fight it. West Ham killing it in Europe, made it to Europe last season, and they've had a huge fall from grace but it's been profitable for your boy. So I appreciate that. Thank you, David Moyes. Doesn't sound like he's getting sacked anytime soon, but you might want to think about it, especially if they go to Wolves and lose. Nottingham Forest and host Leicester, currently a pick um, Both played in the cup midweek. Nottingham Forest, I believe, moved on because they got through Wolves in a uh, penalty shootout. Leicester lost at, man, excuse me, at Newcastle, um, which was a pretty big mismatch, and Newcastle's awesome, so it makes sense. Uh, over-under is two and a half in this one. And I don't know that, I mean, that's probably the strongest lean I have is to under in that one, but uh, the Nottingham Forest goal scoring is getting a little bit better lately. I still don't trust it. Uh, the Leicester goal scoring has been really, I think, disappointing. The year started for Leicester. They couldn't defend anything and they got really hot right into the World Cup and then they have not picked up where they left off, similar to a lot of teams who lost momentum going into that break. Uh, Jamie Vardy is a bench player now and comes on for 15 minutes just to blow chances. It seems Leicester have a lot of problems, I got to say, and that makes me like the under, but unfortunately their bad defense doesn't help that um, lean under, but not that strong. Everton hosts Southampton. Speaking of teams that are just awful, it's amazing the divide in, in some of these big leagues, but I guess that's how it goes and how poorly managed some of these teams are. A lot of charlatans in the director of sport offices or sporting director offices, it seems. Everton, a quarter goal favorite, over-under is two and a quarter. Uh, it's pretty low, but where do goals come from in this one? Everton are so bad offensively, defensively, everything, but Southampton may be worse, and they're on the road, and they're going to be fighting a really big Everton crowd. I think both these fan bases know that they need all the support they can to survive. Um, I guess by default, going against Everton makes sense to me. Uh, Southampton, I don't think I can back on the road. Uh, basically saying these two teams are equal with only a quarter of a goal and choose directly splits, like begging you just take a position to say which team's better. Um, Cause I don't think anybody knows in this market. I do like under two and a quarter. Cause I just don't think there are goal scorers in this matchup. There might be two own goals or maybe three that would put it over two own goals and a penalty is probably how it gets there based on how some of my unders lose. But um, I don't know that there's anyone I trust to score in this game. And that's pretty good when you need three to lose and over under. Uh, next, we'll go Brentford and Bournemouth. Uh, the nightcap on Saturday, Brentford, a three-quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now, likely potentially climb into full goal, a full one goal. 
Over-under is two and a half. And uh, Brentford, I've not been doing great with unders. I've been backing usually them as an underdog and under, and unfortunately splitting or winning five bucks or something like that. Not really what I'm in the business for or the game to do. Uh, but I guess it's better than losing or, or going over to, but still disappointing. Cause I feel like Brentford been scoring way more than you'd expect. Not a good sign for Bournemouth who are so bad with corner kicks, like leading the league, like making Leicester look like they can actually capably defend. Uh, the zonal marking has not worked. Crystal Palace got two goals from it off corner, piece, corner set pieces in the first half, like embarrassing, like level, like championship is the next level down. So like league two stuff. Um, just not really good enough. And I don't know how I can back them or an under now based on all that sort of stuff, especially because Brentford are known for these analytics movements, their high XG that comes from set pieces, which are low XG. They find a, a really good way to arbitrage. Uh, maybe it's because they have a gambler as an owner, but um, unfortunately we have to learn these things and, or, or else we don't do this or we keep paying casinos to build new offices or, or roulette tables. So um my only ways to play this one are Bournemouth as a one goal underdog that gets there, but I don't want it. Uh, so under two and a half is all that really stands. And I got to say, I think I got to take a cue that Brentford are, are scoring a bunch of goals. Now. Uh, I don't think that Bournemouth really have, I mean, they could get a, get shut out. I mean, I don't think that's a real path to goals for them. They're going to sit back and try to counter. I think that fits the under mentality and maybe we're reaching a point where Brentford goal scoring is overrated or overpriced. Um, two and a half seems like a big total in this one. So that's why I lean under moving to Sunday, Chelsea with a really tough performance today. I hope that Graham Potter sticks around, but like when one of your last nine or something like that, that, that could be curtains for the guy that everyone loves so, so much at Brighton. Um, Chelsea, a three quarter goal favorite to Crystal Palace right now over under is two and a half. Um, Chelsea, where are they going to score a goal? Um, that's a big question. They got one uh, off of a set piece today. Um, kind of a, Sneaky little thing for Mason Mount. Uh, the red card from Drow Felix really diminishes and, and hurts that offense, which didn't have enough people to lose at that position. They could have lost five right wing backs, but certainly not a central attacking midfielder. Uh, that's a tough situation. The nice part is they get Crystal Palace on the road who have been horrible. Like the, the road splits, home road splits for Crystal Palace are immense. Um, they've done a little bit better with those lately because they've been so bad at home too. I mean, they're not doing well. Uh, I don't think Crystal Palace are a team I want to back. It's two teams that are really going the wrong direction. One's a pretty big favorite, but they also have a huge budget. And Crystal Palace, I don't know. I mean, if this hit plus one, maybe I'm a little bit more interested in Crystal Palace. Uh, always lean to under in Chelsea matches, especially Crystal Palace's matches on the road. Um, that's probably the way I lean strongest. Is I mean, it's a, an underdog and unders podcast. I know people have said that, but uh, unsurprisingly here we go i hope you like the uh the commentary otherwise in the mentions of saudi arabian oil blood money uh next newcastle and fulham newcastle a one goal favorite with all the juice right now on the home team over is two and three quarters and i really want to back fulham but i don't love that they're running into newcastle who are on fire um as this number climbs based on the juice right now from one to one and a quarter then i'm more interested in fulham for sure um until that happens i mean i still love plus money on uh, a full goal of insurance right now. Uh, and also believe under two and three quarters is a way to look though. Fulham still want to play on the front foot and really go at and attack you. I don't know that I want a team that's going for it while Newcastle are also trying to win to uh, maintain their place in champions league race. So I don't know if I actually like under in this one. So there we go. Unders and underdog podcast. I think I like the under here more than I like the 
the the total. Uh, excuse me, I, I like the underdog here more than I like the total. I might have just said that it's late. Give me a break. Um, but there we are. Uh, Tottenham and Arsenal and North London Derby. I think the first one of the season because the other one got canceled either because of the Queen dying or some stupid reason. Anyway, uh, that's a really stupid reason. Sorry for all my English people and, and the loyal the royalists out there that somehow exists. I, I met one at. at uh, Oktoberfest this year, and I'm still shocked. But anyway, Tottenham, a quarter goal underdog at home over unders two and three quarters. Pretty big slap in the face because usually this match is like pick them juiced to the home team each way. And they're getting a quarter of a goal from Arsenal. Arsenal leading the table, top of the table, crushing everybody, uh, except for Newcastle. I mean, it, it's deserved. Um, I really want to be against Tottenham as much as I can until they either stop playing the way they do, which they won't under Antonio Conte. Uh, so we got at least the rest of the season for me to do that, most likely, or until the market adjusts and starts treating them a la here as an underdog at home to Arsenal. Um, I don't know that there's a lot, a lot I want to do here. I think the, the home crowd does matter here, um, but I just and the I do like the counterattacking style against Arsenal. Arsenal is going to push up the field trying to win three points um, and that's going to leave themselves exposed and you win half a bet with a draw. Uh, but I'm just not really inspired to do anything with Tottenham at this point in the season. Um, do it a little bit different. I'm actually taking notes so I know, so I don't have to go back through all these again to figure out who my uh, best bet from each country is. But from England and the English Premier League, for this episode, betting the pitch 158, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the uh, Wolves under two and a quarter as my best bet. Um, and I'm going to write that down. So end of show, I can push them all together from the top leagues that we're doing here uh, and then give the ultimate best bet and get out of here a little bit quicker because it's super late. So from the Premier League, we're now moving to Spain. We have a Friday match, Celta de Vigo, hosting Villarreal. Uh, Celta, a pick right now. All the juice on Villarreal on the road. Over under is two and a quarter. Villarreal, awesome return to play. Uh, picked up just where they left off. Just kidding. I mean, Kike Setien, who came in for like a match or two, was rumored to get already the heave-ho. Um, clearly, they're, they're going to have a huge downgrade from Unai Emery leaving. But, um, they're, I mean, Gerard Moreno coming back is huge. They have to keep him healthy. I don't think they can do it because he seems like he's made of glass. But with him on that pitch, they are an offense. Without him, they are nothing. And that's a big problem. I mean, Donjuma was doing really well filling in for him. Um, but that's not seemingly what Kike Setien is interested in doing. And, and of course, when he has um, Gerard Moreno fit, that is the key to their offense. Uh, Celta Vigo are nowhere near the offense they used to be. They've always had defensive problems. I don't like them as a home underdog, unless I think they can, can win this match. I think they, of course, could do that, but I don't really feel confident enough to bet that. And uh, with Celta's offense and defensive woes, I just, I don't really know which way to go with totals either. So kind of a stay away from me on Friday. Uh, sorry for anybody that's really looking for La Liga play on Friday, but I'm sure we'll have plenty this weekend. Uh, moving to Saturday, Valladolid host Rayo Vallecano. Rayo Valladolid, a pick em, a little bit more juice on Rayo, the road team. Over-under is two and a quarter. And Rayo Valladolid, I mean, I feel like they're getting relegated. I, I don't like want that to happen there. I feel like they're the team I've probably done best on in my soccer betting career, uh, which has lasted since COVID besides, I guess, world cup and other international tournaments. But regarding the league plays, um, vitally have probably been the best team to me. I think maybe the other than union Berlin, which if they ever play a match again, it'd be great. Hopefully next weekend, the Bundesliga returns, but I have to look that up 
it's so far off the radar. Anyway, vitally, they give up late goals, late in matches. It kills 89 minutes of effort and they blow it at the end all the time. And it's really disappointing, especially as a better, but uh, it makes me feel like Ronaldo's team is going back down. Uh, Ravi Akano are a counterattacking side that have these little tiny guys in the wing that cause big, big problems. Uh, Vida leads defense will struggle with that. Um, when Elia Meek is one of your best defenders and we saw what he did in the world cup, just completely getting toasted for the, the goal that broke the, the Moroccan camels back. Unfortunately, um, I don't really love that matchup, but uh, there's not really a play for me there at pick them anyway from the side. I just don't think there are a lot of goals that will come in this match two and a quarter. I mean, there are big mistakes that happen. That's how goals are scored a lot in this sport. Um, but there can also be even big mistakes that are not punished. Um, and I don't know that either of these teams want the ball. So we're just going to like have a sale made here. So under two and a quarter, I like a lot. Girona then hosts Sevilla, currently Girona a quarter goal favorite, which is almost shocking. But based on where Sevilla sit in the table, how poorly they've been playing, finally got a win over a Catafe. But ultimately, they are in big, big trouble and their team sucks. And that's pretty much it. They did start buying some players because they're like, whoa, 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 we're in the relegation zone. Uh, the Segunda División is not where we belong. Uh, I don't really know what to say about it because uh, I'm looking to bet against Sevilla, but I feel like the market hates them now. It just took 12, 17 matches, however long. I think we're in Jornada 17, so 16 matches for that to happen. Um, Girona, on the other hand, uh, I don't really know where goals come from from them. They're one of the newly promoted. They don't have a lot of offense, but I feel like they play well at home, as most should. Don't really like them as a home favorite, I got to say, but I'm not back in Sevilla. No, like I, I can't do that yet. I think the strongest lean for me is under two and a half. Uh, it's very juiced right now. That's pretty high total for two teams that uh, don't really have a great route to goals. I'm forever selling Rafa Mir and a Sevilla shirt. He needs to go back to Huesca and where he was great, honestly. Osasuna then hosts Mallorca. Currently Osasuna, a half a goal favorite with all the juice on Mallorca. And I have no idea where this number comes from. Like, wow, Osasuna being favored at this level. Like, I need to check my numbers, but uh, I think I actually have them up in the background, so I can. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Mallorca would be pick them here. What are we doing? Uh, did, did Marici get suspended? Or is the whole Mallorca team not showing up? Is everyone... Like, did Javier Aguirre get fired and I missed it? Um, that is going to be really tough for me to avoid. Like, winning a full bat on a draw at Osasuna, who have shown no offense, no ability to even consider offense since returning to play. Uh, got absolutely, I mean, they played the two best teams in the Basque country. Uh, Basque derbies back-to-back. Real Sociedad did nothing. Uh, Athletic Club did less than nothing. Like, I, I don't really know even what to say. Osasuna's defense should get a little bit better in this one because they had... Uh, one of their two center backs that are always in there to suspended. Uh, I think they have the same last name. So good luck for me to tell them apart right now at 1124. Um, but I think Mallorca, they're going to go there. They're going to play a 5-4-1. They're going to be really defensive. They're going to try to get a, a in-swinger onto the head of Marici, who's a giant. And that's going to be a problem for us as soon as defenders. Um, so I really like Mallorca. And I think I like, well, I would have said the under, but it's under. We got one and three quarters right here. Juice to the over. I mean, at plus two, I do really like that uh, push on two. I, where does one one come from? I'm not sure. I would win a Mallorca bet and push an over under at two if it gets up there. Um, I don't think I think two is the minimum for me on, on playing an under. So it might be uh, a Mallorca only bet here. But I'm going to watch this one because I don't want to lose half of a goal because that's I think far too high. I think a goalless draw where you win half a bet on a draw at plus one quarter as opposed to full bet on plus one half. It's actually a time where I want to move into it. 
And uh, even if Murji didn't play, that would just help the under or make Mallorca more defensive, I guess. Uh, next, I'll have Real Sociedad, a quarter goal favorite to Atletico Bilbao. Currently, Real Sociedad uh, are playing awesome, incredibly. Their defense has been lights out, and I love it. Um, over-under is two and a quarter and juiced really heavily to the under. So not a lot of goals being scored here, expected because Athletic Club can't score. I think they're goalless so far since the break. Um, something just, I mean, pretty nice when you're betting unders and people just can't score goals and multiple teams in this league. Real Sociedad can score, though, and they're getting healthier. Uh, Mikel Orgazabal is their captain, heart and soul, the corazón of Aurora. Um, Easy for me to say, but um, he's killing it and or not killing it but he has been out for so long his return is i think buoyed the side quite a bit uh crowd at, at the real arena is going to be awesome i loved it when i was there they almost made me deaf whistling the referees and that's probably likely to happen here as well uh but that matters and the refs will make decisions in the home teams that's basically the home court advantage in uh you don't have a basketball in this sport you, you use your feet but it's still in influence the referees getting free kicks when you shouldn't avoiding red cards getting yellows to sign the other team and that's just a regular foul or avoiding yellows yourself and uh, that's gonna be a big deal uh, athletic club can't score goals so i can't really trust them as a quarter goal underdog on the road i feel like it's actually they're very juiced too um i think i lean sociedad as a favorite which is weird i i i, I swear pinch myself i'm awake not haven't been drinking so um not much for me to do with that one, unfortunately. I think I guess I lean under two and a quarter for Athletic Club to go in there and just play defense the whole time. That's probably what they'll do. So maybe that's my lean is under two and a quarter. On Sunday, we have Hitafe hosting Espanol. Uh, currently, Hitafe a quarter goal favorite at home. All the juice in Espanol on the road. Over-under is two because the home team has not shown any interest in, in being a good team in a while. I was going to say they haven't shown interest in scoring goals. Did score a couple against Levante in the Copa del Rey. Uh, Segunda División, uh, Levante, the second division team who knocked them out was a road match, but still, and they did have two different leads that they blew. Uh, brutal was one of the most recent losses that I've had, but it's a few days ago, so that's nice feeling. Um, I guess, I mean, I have to lean Espanol getting that quarter of a goal. I don't think it's going to be around for a while, so that's one I might even jump on ASAP because I think this is going to close pick them. Um, could probably find some arbitrage there as betting Itafe Pickham and taking in some Espanol plus one quarter. Not a lot of lucrative stuff there on a draw, but I guess um, pushing one side, winning the other, uh, and not having risk for that is pretty nice besides the juice involved. Um, over under, I, I don't, Itafe just don't look, look like they're anywhere scoring in, in La Liga. I mean, NSU Nall was so good last season when they came back from relegation zone to being finishing pretty comfortably. But And Borja Mayoral, who's never really shown that he could score on any sort of level despite as a backup for one of the big clubs, um, they kind of ping-pong doing stuff. Espanol, Jose Lumata has been awesome, but that's the only real avenue they have to score. Um under two is a pretty strong lean and uh, lean to the under as well. The underdog, excuse me. And those two things are correlated. So they work pretty well. Sunday morning might be a paint try after uh, exposition. Next we have Almeria hosting Atletico Madrid. Currently Almeria, a three quarter of a goal underdog. Um, and they are, I actually just realized I didn't make a Cadiz line, which is very sad because I'm going to do that live while we're talking about it. And I'll actually walk everyone through so you can see the uh, method behind the madness. Hopefully this doesn't knock 
my iPad or my, my laptop off. Anyway, we'll stick with Almeria and Atleti for right now. So Almeria, three-quarter goal underdog, uh, over-under is two and a half. And Atletico Madrid just sold off or loaned off Joao Felix. Um, that's going to hurt their offense. Uh, it's now the Antoine Griezmann show, which has not really been great for Atleti. It's been pretty lucrative, I think, for France. Um, but uh, I do like Alvaro Morata has been really good, I think, as a goal scorer and gets a lot of hate which I don't think he deserves. Uh, but Atleti are going on the road as a big favorite, and I don't believe in them. Uh, they take stupid red cards, yellow cards, everything. Uh, they're too physical. They have a manager who's a nutcase on the sideline and sounds like he might be leaving. Um, I hope he doesn't because I think he deserves to stay there as long as he wants. But Diego Simeone does what he does um, and might be wearing the all-black uh, Johnny Cash suit somewhere else next season. Um, Almeria, I feel like, they're a newly promoted side that have looked very competent in the big league. Um, and I feel like there's not a lot of goals that come out of them nor Atleti. So I lean to the home dog and the under, and I feel pretty good about both of those, I'll say. So now I'll make uh, a Cadiz Elche line live. I mean, two of the worst teams in Spanish football. Incredible that both of these have been up for, I think, three seasons now. But Cadiz at home, they play a little bit better there. They should get a little bit more respect, I think, than Elche, who are maybe the worst. I mean, they've had the worst start. They are pretty much adrift right now on four points, I want to say, without the La Liga standings in front of me. Um, so basically, I have uh, a line set up where I have um, one is how many goals I expect to be scored and how many goals that I expect to be uh, allowed. Two different columns. They spit out numbers. I, I adjust them. So I'm, I'm adjusting Elche's team total down to like one and a quarter. Um, don't go too deep into the math in that one. But ultimately, I think Cadiz are, are much better, more likely team to score here. I don't think that they're likely to score the goal and a half that I give for most teams as a standard. Um, but I think that Cadiz have been playing a lot better and honestly deserve a little bit more credit, I think, than they, they've been getting. Uh, haven't seen the line yet, as uh, we're going to get there in a second. But uh, I projected a total at 2.07, which is pretty low. But in this sport or in this league, as we've seen with a 1.75 already out there, that that might be possible. And I just don't know that Elche are going to get more than a half of a goal, which would be a full... Uh, full bet winner if they draw on the road. Maybe they will. I'll, I'll make it since they've been so bad. I'll make Elche a three-quarter goal underdog, and I'll make the uh, the over-under 2.07. So let's see. Uh, Elche, half of a goal, so I should have stuck with that. Over-under is two and a quarter, very juicy under. So that's pretty close to my my uh, outlay or whatever I came up with. Um, computer's been working. Files are in the computer, and... Uh, I'm not back in LJ. I do like under there, though, because I don't think either of these teams are, are likely to score. Cadiz are used to just conceding the ball. They probably won't do that here, which is going to be weird for them and and could give LJ a little bit of a chance to get a road win, though I don't know why you'd expect them to do so. Um, lean under there. And I think for my best bet for La Liga, uh, well, actually, I, I got to go through the Copa del Rey, or excuse me, the Supercopa. Hopefully we have a line for that one. We... Uh, Let's see. We do not. Wow. How do we not have a line for of all matches? Come on, bet online. Uh, I know I just plugged you earlier. Well, probably wasn't going to do it because it's probably going to be pick them. I'll guess Barcelona slightly favored and over under at like two and three quarters. That'll be my best, my guess on 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 the total and, and side there. You guys can do what you want with that one, but I, I'm going to take uh, Mallorca getting half of a goal as my uh, as my best bet for Spain. Um, I don't think that number is going to be around for a while. So we might want to jump on this like literally mid podcast. Won't do that to the people, uh, but I would 
might suggest it or right after I hang out. Now moving to Syria. Ah, we had Copa Italia midweek uh, in Italy. Um, I don't know necessarily since we're one man banding. This is pretty long. I'm going to take a sip of water. Um, and we got to start with Napoli hosting Juventus. Currently Napoli, a half a goal favorite over under is two and a quarter. All right, water is sipped. Um, so Napoli, they were awesome entering into the break. Uh, haven't had that easy of a time since coming back, but I've been picking up points. Juve, on the other hand, are playing like the team that we all expect them to be, especially the one under Massimo Allegri, where they go up 1-0 and then they step on the neck um, and really just shut the game down, do all the Italian roll-on-the-floor things, take the penalties, or excuse me, take the fouls and, and just lay on the carpet on the floor and uh, waste the time. Um, I don't know that's going to work so well against Napoli, though, if they did take that one nil lead, it'd be huge, especially as a half a goal underdog. Napoli, the stadium's going to be nuts. Um, Napoli are very scary at home, um, but Juve have been crushing it. Um, they've been fighting through very injured back lines and playing players they didn't really need or want to play. Uh, definitely, sorry, they needed to play them, but they didn't want to. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I feel like I was expecting this one to be a little bit shorter. Juve getting half of a goal doesn't happen very often in this league. They won nine straight Squidettos, um, as of a few seasons ago until Inter knocked them off. And it's been a, a rough kind of run getting back in there, but it's hard just to be interested in Juve and also the under, because I feel like they, while they're correlated and they might both win, um, I do feel like if Napoli win this match, it probably goes over and, and they obviously would cover the spread. Um, so maybe to... Be a little bit more cognizant and careful for a Friday match is to not start the week. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, we're off to a good start this year. I'm just trying to keep that going. But I guess I do lean to, to the, the match and the outcome that I see is Juve keeping this really tight, potentially taking a lead and then sh shutting the shop and uh, trying their best to, to scrape out of there and escape Napoli with a 1-1 or a 1-0 victory if, if they could really do it. Um Napoli get that first goal and you would have to extend or, or start pressuring, pressuring more than they want to. That's a scary spot and Napoli can make it worse. But honestly, I, I think Napoli have had enough trouble so far. And I feel like that um, incredible run unbeaten into the break, uh, that that really uh, doesn't mean a lot anymore. And I feel like if you started the season, this would have been Napoli minus a quarter or probably pick them. Um, before Napoli started off the year so well. I'm not sure they're the same team right now. So I lean to Juve getting that half of a goal and under two and a quarter. Uh, moving to Saturday, Cremonese host Monza. Cremonese have been uh, a little bit unlucky, but ultimately that's what happens when you don't score goals in uh, soccer. It's hard to do anything, get points, win, do things like that. Um, Monza have been awesome. I mean, what a great return to play. I think two draws from, from being behind against two big clubs. Um, markets like them. I feel like uh, Monza with the, all the juice right now at Pickham, I think makes sense. Uh, over under is two and a quarter. And honestly, I feel like Monza can score enough that this doesn't really make it, me want to play under. Um, I think Cremonese are, feel like they need to get points here and win here. They're probably one of the bot bottom two, I think, if, without looking. Um, that's not great because you want the team uh, at home that's likely to have a good goal scoring out like outcome way better than expected. You'd want them to play defensively, I think, and then try to use that crowd to score. Uh, if you're playing under, I think Monza can, I mean, they've shown they can score goals against good teams. Criminalizer are not one of them. Lecce then hosts AC Milan. Currently Lecce three quarter goal underdog. Wow. That's way higher than I expected. Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but I can pull that up. Um, yeah. I thought a half and that was probably stretching it as well. Um, all the juice too on AC Milan. So is Lecce missing everybody? <laughs> that's one I need to look at because they were getting a lot of love in their Lazio opener. 
uh, coming back from the break. I'm not really sure how to explain that one. Uh, but over-unders two and a half. Milan, I mean, they do really well against inferior teams, but Lecce have been really competitive this whole season. So I don't really necessarily see um, this one being too difficult for them. I mean, it will be a difficult match. AC Milan are great defender, defending champions, have the Scudetto in their whatever trophy room right now. Um, but AC Milan have not looked exactly the same. There's a lot of rumors about Rafael Leal potentially moving. I think they're going to try to wait till after the season, but um, you never know if, if he's not producing, then it's Olivier Giroud and Raheem Diaz right now. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great players, certainly for AC Milan, but also I think Sanders Tonali is suspended. So this one seems really high to me. And certainly if Lecce moved that plus one number, I'll be very and much more interested. I also don't think there are a ton of goals here, but I feel less interest about the total, uh, I feel like the defense in Italy is a lot worse than you'd expect from a team or from a league that country that was so defense oriented for so long. Uh, Inter Milan then host Verona, currently Inter, a one and a half goal favorite, had to sweat through extra time with Parma uh, from Serie B. Not a great sign. Haven't had a great year. Um, let Mons off the hook with a late goal um, off a set piece. Really, really bad all around. Uh, Verona finally getting a win against Cremonese, but they're not good. And uh, they don't really have a way to score. They don't defend very well. If Inter can't win this matchup, I, I don't know what to say about them. And I feel like their chances at Champions League look really, really scary and like might be time to go get Thomas Tuchel. I don't know if that's even realistic, but just not have Simone Inzaghi anymore. Over-under is three. Uh, I guess I lean under, if anything, but I don't really know if, if I feel like Verona can even be competitive here. Uh, moving to Sunday, Sassuolo hosts Lazio. Currently, Sassuolo, a quarter goal underdog at home. Over-under is two and three quarters. And Sassuolo are not a team I want to back right now. Uh, they're a team in flux, team in transition. They sell off too many pieces. They keep Domenico Berardi, but he doesn't do enough. Their defense is bad. And Lazio, I'm expecting them to break out. They've played so well in the first half, but really lost that momentum. We'll see where it comes from. Uh, next with Torino, a three-quarter goal favorite right now with all the juice. Uh, to Spezia, who have been playing so well. Where does this line come from? Especially because Torino had Copa Italia midweek. Um, Over-unders two and a half. And Spezia have been playing awesome. I got to say, I, I forgot that, I guess, in the month of distraction of the World Cup and maybe a million other sports I've been in podcasts I do. But Spezia have been playing really well. Luca Galti, their manager, has someone I really liked at Udinese and got fired. I don't think he deserved it. Uh, but he's turned this team, and they've been playing really well. They have... Uh, I think it's Yamzi or Nzozi uh, who's scoring a million goals. And that's what you need when you're trying to be a defensive team with one goal scorer. And he's, he's doing it. Um, and Torino, their goal scoring, I never really trust. It's like, it's hard to say anything more than that. Um, so Spezia plus three quarters of a goal, potentially trending towards plus one. That would be a really nice uh, goal of insurance to have. Udinese then hosts Bologna, half a goal favorite over under two and a half Bologna. I mean, really snake bitten. Sorry if their manager passed away um, and they have not really recovered from that. He It wasn't going great with him either. Um, and he was relieved of his duties before. Um, just sad scenario all around. And I wonder if that's a part of the reason why things have gone so poorly. They took a lead in the last match, surrendered that. Uh, Udinese are a good team that I think really suffered and, and gave up a tough goal late to Juve, but deserved everything from shutting them down the whole time. I think they can shut Bologna down. So I... I guess under two and a half of anything in that one. Atalanta and Salernitana currently a lot. Atalanta a one and a quarter goal favorite. Okay, thank you, Apple Watch. Um, Atalanta one and a quarter goal favorite. Uh, they are with all the juice, so potentially climbing to one and a half. Uh, over under is three, which is pretty steep because this is not the same Atalanta offense. 
Um, they came back from behind and I think took a, got a win in their last match, but Sonatana, I mean, they can score. They also can concede to say the least. Um, I think if I'm, I'm, I'm most interested in Sonatana plus one and a quarter, I feel like this could see goals, which unfortunately doesn't correlate very well to the under dog. If the under is not something I like, I do like the full push on three, but this number could get there. And I just, I don't know. Three is a really high total in these type of things. That doesn't bode well for for Slender Thomas defense. Um, so I lean that way, but I don't know that I'm going to ever move that closer to clicking the submit button on a wager. Uh, Roma then hosts Fiorentina, a half a goal favorite at home. All the juice on Fiorentina on the road. Uh, Over-unders two and a half, also very juiced. The under, um, Roma went into the break scoring goals and not defending. Um, I don't really know what Jose Mourinho is doing. I don't think he's changed his spots because Leopard's cheetahs don't do that uh fiorentina's goal scoring is a big question to me um i think getting a big winner off i think off a penalty kick from nico gonzalez at the end at the death was huge for them confidence wise um but i don't really trust them so fan amrabat who knows what's left in those legs after how well he played and how much he played from morocco at the world cup um i don't i mean lean to fiorentina getting a half of a goal uh and i guess to under but there's a lot of questions about both these teams and where they're going, all those things might just be one to watch. Should be a, a pretty enter- entertaining match to say the least as both these teams are fighting for Europe. And on Monday, we have Empoli hosting Sampdoria. Currently Empoli, a quarter goal favorite over under is two and a quarter. Um, Empoli, you know, they're bouncing back, uh, looking a little bit better. They were looking dead, but Sampdoria were looking dead-er, if that's even a word, phrase, whatever. Uh, but Sampa has been pretty good since coming back from the break. They really needed it. We'll see if they can keep it going. Um, I think, Obviously, as an underdog and under player, I like Sampdoria as the underdog here. Uh, Empoli are not a strong favorite, but Sampdoria only getting a quarter of a goal. I'm still waiting for them to return to what they were before the break occurred. Um, so I'm going to go with my best bet from uh, Italy. I mean, Juve, Lecce are all up there as, as well as Spezia. I'm going to go Spezia plus three quarters. Um, I don't know necessarily that... Uh, that'll be um, something that I- I'm certainly waiting for that uh, that plus one to hit, but I don't necessarily see it just yet. So we'll wait on that one. Um, and now we move to league. Uh, hopefully we have met. We have lines for this one completely missed midweek matches, but honestly that prepares me. So I'm not going to get any opinions skewed from um from watching and, and seeing a really bad performance or something like that and having that be a huge problem. Um, so we'll see what happens and how these numbers move. Uh, as I set up another device for a camera, uh, let's see if I can do this live on podcast, without throwing everything off anyway. Okay. I think that worked. Um, do that for the best bets portion of the show. Uh, all right, so Lons hosts Angers. Currently, Lons a one and a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now. Um, I don't know that I necessarily uh, believe that Angers are staying in this league. There are four teams going down in France. It's really tough for any newly promoted. Um, I think from where I sit, Lons are a really scary team to go against because they are an awesome. Uh, they have an awesome strategy and they want to play aggressively, and that's really what you want to do as a favorite. Uh, Over under is two and three quarters. Um, I don't really know that I'll share. I've been interested in them in that one. Uh, these are Saturday matches, by the way. Uh, Marseille then hosts Lorient. Currently Marseille, a one and a quarter goal favorite with all the juice, uh, or almost all of it. Uh, over under is three. Lorient have not been playing the same way they were. Marseille are really scary at home. 
Um, I do like L'Oreal's setup with their counterattacking style. Um, but hanging around with Marseille is a big ask. And uh, I'm a little worried about Tara Murphy being sold. I don't really know what to expect from, from that. And that's really hard to make a bet that way. But lean to L'Oreal, I think plus one and a quarter more so than the under. And you likely just need them to score. And they might be able to only give up two and, and win you half a bet. Lyon then hosts Strasbourg. Currently Lyon a one goal favorite. All the juice on Strasbourg on the road. I don't know where that comes from. Strasbourg have gotten too much respect because uh, they haven't scored enough goals all season and their defense is definitely not great. Uh, over under two and three quarters. Lyon can match that and do that themselves. Um, I, I think I lean favorite and over in that one, if anything. Moving to Sunday, Lille hosts Estac Trois. Currently Lille a one and a quarter goal favorite over under two and three quarters. Um, we have been the surprise of this of the season, I think, besides L'Oreal and where they sit in the table. So I guess that's not true. But Lille have been up there. Uh, they've been playing very well. Uh, Trois, have, their defense has not been great. They outscored Strasbourg in their match the last time. Um, impressive. Last one that I watched anyway. Um, and I don't know that I really trust their defense, though. It looked pretty bad against Strasbourg. And I don't like that matchup against Lille, though. Lille's offense is a little bit less uh, potent than I think it, it at least it's done better than I would expect it to continue at that level. So maybe I have some interest in Trois getting more than that goal. Um, but I need to think about it and probably watch a bunch of French matches before I even consider these things. Toulouse and Brest, currently Toulouse, a half a goal favorite over under two and three quarters. Toulouse want to go out there and score. Uh, Brest, their defense, that's kind of what they're known for. It's a, a good battle for those. Uh, I don't think Brest can score with Toulouse. Um, and it really depends on if you think that Toulouse, this the league league de champions of last season that started off the year so well and then really fell apart and needed the break. See if they come around and uh, and turn it around and get back to what they were. Though um, they got smashed at Marseille in the opener, and that's not a good start. Uh, Montpellier hosts Nantes, currently a pick'em. Slightly more juice on Montpellier at home. That's a team I want to bet against. I just don't trust them. They haven't been able to do anything of note for years. I think they're a potential relegation candidate despite having a lot of history. Um, And look at Bordeaux. They're already uh, in this league due anyway. Uh, Over-unders two and a half in this one, which feels pretty high for a Nantes game, but also low for Montpellier. So I'm not sure that I lean a certain way on either of those. Angers then hosts Clermont Foot. Currently Angers, a quarter goal favorite. They continue to be favorites uh, at a level where a draw will will lose their money. Um, I don't get that. Uh, the market does like Angers, and I'm trying to pay attention a little bit more to what the market says, <clears throat> but I don't agree with it. Um, and Clermont Foot, I mean, they have not been liked, so maybe that's a combo. Market likes Angers, doesn't like Clermont. Uh, and Clermont have, have done fairly well, I think, as a team that's not sure they're going to stay in the league, uh, but we'll end up seeing. Uh, Over-under is two and a half. I don't know where goals come from in this one. I think I like the Claremont foot side more. I like the total, uh, but underdog and under sound good to me there. Uh, Stade de Rems then host Nice. Currently Rems, a pick them with all the juice right now at home. Uh, nice, I think, let Lucien Favre go um, and probably needed to happen. I don't know. He's games past him. He's not a good manager. Um uh, the over-under is two and a quarter, which seems really low for a Nice match, I got to say. I feel like I like Nice. I, I'm not a huge believer in the new manager bounce, but um, I think they can bounce. They, they're they better than I think a lot of people think, um, and they have the talent to do it. Now, can they harness that? And we'll see what happens. A quick turnaround with the new manager, but um, Rebs is a favorite. It seems a little weird to me, though. They were a great team to me last season. Uh, I guess I lean... I don't know. Total seems a little bit low for Nice team, but maybe they're going to go really defensive. I, I really need to see what lineups look like, who their new manager is, all that sort of stuff before I jump into this one. 
uh, wholeheartedly. But uh, I guess with Rams, it's really hard to see goals in their matches, and they're usually really good defensively. Monaco then has Ajaccio. Currently, Monaco, a one-and-a-quarter goal favorite at home, over-unders two-and-three-quarters. Um, Ajaccio aren't probably expect to score here. Over-unders uh, for the team total is one-half. Um, I'll probably take, I don't know, it's hard to say, because Monaco may name their price and then ultimately concede one late. Uh, that certainly points me towards an over-two-and-three-quarters uh monaco at home it's not a huge home court advantage home field advantage home pitch advantage uh, but they do score a lot of goals there and that's something i think we need to listen to or at least i need to listen to um so i don't know that i'm getting too involved there uh and then ren hosts psg at ren a one goal underdog unfortunately dealing with the loss of martin terrier and that's a huge huge problem for their offense and really makes me very concerned with my uh finishing the european position wager though i think that they're in the champions league race and uh that certainly gives me a little bit more space uh, to finish top five. But um, they have PSG here, who who knows what's been going on with Mbappe, Messi, how that uh, locker room is gone. Neymar should be back from suspension, so that's good. Hopefully he's not taking second yellows diving, but if you're back in Ren, and I certainly am because of my future in this one, I'm looking forward to that, hoping it happen again. Um, PSG is really about motivation because I think they're the second best team in the world and pretty close to Manchester City. Um, but certainly Man City, it gets a lot more tests than PSG do, and that's a big problem. Over-under, and this one is three. I think there could be a lot of goals in this match, but also I feel like most teams when they play PSG get very defensive. I'm not sure that that Ren have really done that to that level, though. So um, I'll lean to Ren as a plus-one home dog, but I'm not by, I, I'm not unbiased or I'm not impartial because uh, I do have a rooting interest in Ren. Uh, I'll be looking at the lineup to see what they all look like. I imagine PSG will climb from plus one or from a one goal favorite, which is a lot on the road, a lot of safety in that full goal of insurance at home. Um, don't know if I could ever really play an under with PSG though, because they can score so many goals so quickly. And Kylian Mbappe is still the most terrifying uh, person in this sport. Um, so for my best bet for France, I think it's got to be Claremont foot uh, getting a quarter of a goal. Uh, and so I'm going to now sum up the, uh, best best from each of the countries I'll, I'll read right now though before we get there i got a promo code for pregame um thank you for all the support on there as well um but also i'll read right now uh, a five-star review on apple Podcasts. uh this is from mike totola follow g warner on twitter and something unfortunately i can't see a way to to make this uh get even bigger uh maybe i can uh looks like it got cut off or something anyway follow g warner on twitter and for something uh g warner has been has been money betting the world cup 2022 stay hot thank you for that uh also been real hot with the club stuff um this is obviously for a little, a little while ago clearly i didn't sort these right um but thank you mike um appreciate the support certainly trying to stay hot as possible um especially you know these these cold winter months you gotta you gotta keep the lights on keep the energy up uh and honestly keep waking up early for these matches because unfortunately it as you can see in my eyes uh it's impossible to to get good rest um as for the promo code which some of you might be sticking around for uh, i'm trying to get my uh soccer bets out each night um which essentially lists my whole card that's coming out um the next day um and that way everyone knows what's happening it is before lineups come out so that's a little bit more difficult um, because unfortunately there are some big changes that come out and lineups are only really available an hour before a game, but I realize it's tough for a lot of people to follow along. So it's a, kind of a catch 22, uh, but use promo code card 20, 20% off for all purchases on pregame.com, whether my picks 
um, which you can get, I think like a year long subscription now is available. New half the presses, you get college basketball, NFL, baseball that's coming up as well as soccer. So if you want to get in and really ride the experience, um, I'm putting the work in and uh, you can join me along the way. Of course, plenty of other good pregame.com handicappers there. Use a promo code card, like a yellow card or red card. Hopefully no red cards on my teams this weekend, but card 20, get 20% off at pregame. So now uh, it's time. Uh, we're going to go. Let me see if I'm doing this right. Oh, my God. That's not what I wanted at all. Uh, okay. Let's see. I don't want a time lapse. Let's get to the video section. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to post this on Instagram. See if I can get some people looking at my at my features there. This is not the good angle, but whatever. Uh, maybe it looks me look, makes me look thin. I'm not sure. So it's time to go through our best bets. So from the English Premier League, best bet uh, is Wolves under two and a quarter. Um, don't see a lot of goals from Wolves nor West Ham. Uh, from Spain, I have Mallorca plus a half of a goal at Osasuna. That line made me spit out the water I wasn't drinking um, or had been drinking before. Not drinking alcohol, just water as we're, as we're recording. Uh, from Italy, I like Spezia getting three quarters of a goal. Looking forward that hitting a plus one. And then lastly, Clermont Foot from France uh, and Liga, as I just don't think Angers should be a favorite to really anybody right now, whether it's another relegation candidate or not. Uh, for my ultimate best bet on this podcast, betting the pitch number 158, Follow me on the on the real underscore G Warner on Twitter. I'm going to give you Mallorca plus one half of a goal at Osasuna. Uh, tough place to play, certainly, but Mallorca are going to go in there. I think they're going to shut up shop completely. And uh, Verdad Marici, assuming he's playing, he's going to be really tough to stop. And so there we go. That is my best bet. If I could ever turn this thing on. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, hopefully that just shut off. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're on uh twitter please smash the follow button the real underscore g warner if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify leave a five-star review i will read the next one that i have on my uh next podcast which will hopefully come sooner rather than later um if you're on youtube hit the subscribe button uh and i appreciate you putting me on that big screen in front of all your family especially if it's at like lunchtime or dinner time when everyone's around gathering around hearing who we're gonna bet on in a uh, random European soccer match. Anyway, we're almost an hour in. I need to like go to sleep, but um, tweet me, beat me, slide in the DMs, do whatever, whatever you need. Um, the real underscore G Warner, and I will try to apply to everything I get. Um, it's tough at times, but I appreciate the support, and we will see everybody real soon. Thank you so much. We'll see each other soon.